these are the Padawan Transmissions. Hello, I'm Tiffany. I'm Sarah. And we're feeling squirrely today. We're going to talk about some Star Wars and, yeah, talk about some people not making it. I mean... No, they're not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we kind of talked about it in the episode before. Well, a sentence of it. (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay. So, welcome to episode seven. I feel like we should ding a bell, but this is not Swish and Flick. (laughs) And today we are going to continue and wrap up partially our discussion of episode one, The Phantom Menace. Yeah, I'm thinking you're on the verge. Well, I was thinking I'm like, no, we're wrapping it up. But like we might do we might try to do like um, if we can get someone that's more knowledgeable. A Jedi master, if you will. Eh. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To answer questions for us that I don't think are specifically going to pertain just to Phantom Menace. Right. We'll see. I think we might dive deeper in other realms of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Next time. But for but, all intents and purposes, we're wrapping up this episode. Yes. But also, we, the episode next one. episode might be starting, um, or like, the, yeah, the next episode might be starting episode two. So who knows what the future is going to hold. Future listeners, hold on to your butts. <laughs> so let's get started. Where did we leave off? Qui-Gon is gone. Well, is he though? Yes. He talks to him later on, so technically not yet. He's hanging on by a thread. I mean, he tells him to, like, you know, fulfill this destiny. It's no big deal. I mean, he he says several words. All right. Well, he's almost gone. He's not gone, gone. He's just guh. He's just quite gone. (laughs) (laughs) So how this episode is going to work, Sasa, also known as Sarah, which is weird for me to say now. She's Sasa. So Sasa is going to start at the two hour mark and go to the end of the movie. And then when we get to my section, we're going to just kind of do a little bit of a, a recap of some I'm major sorry, events. What? That's not this podcast. <laughs> That's not this podcast. So we're going to basically finish Phantom today. And then the next episode is either going to be talking about the clone war. Attack of the clones. Is it Attack of the clones? Right? And Clone Wars is a movie. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me like, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so the next movie we're going to talk about is Attack of the Clones. Correct? I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> and then, um, so it's either going to be talking about that or we're going to do questions. We just don't know yet. The future is... Attack of the Clones, yes. Is a- our, uh, uh, Clone Wars is a movie. I thought it was... A show. It's I think animated. Two, yeah, I think there's a show and a sh- uh, there's a show and a show. There's <laughs> a show and there's a movie. And but they're like film. animated. I think they both are. Yeah, I watched um, the the movie Attack of the Clones. That's on uh, probably all on Disney Plus. I th- some of it's on Netflix still. I think. Okay. Um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> any any hoozie. So let's let's finish the. Menacing Phantom. Who is that? I think it's the Sith dude. We're going to talk about him. Qui-Gon. He's down. Darth Maul then turns, obviously, Tiffany said this last episode, he turns towards Obi-Wan. He didn't even, like, he, like, he barely pulled yeah, his lightsaber like, out, and he was, like, like already turning he was to not Obi-Wan. Even, like, Qui-Gon was not even, like, on the ground, and, like, He's already Darth ready. Maul is like already looking at Obi Wan, yes. but like the the scene made me Nasty. chuckle a little bit because oh. he's like menacingly looking at him, but he's like pacing. He's like, yeah, 
yeah, there might be a shield between us, but like I did that. I did that right there. So then it cuts back to <laughs> the battlefront and we see there are some Gungans with their arms up, um, or hands up, arms up both with battle droids behind them, kind of with their guns pointed mm. at their back, basically like, yeah, like we're winning. Yeah. Um, we have you. It was way away. unevenly matched. Yes. Numbers wise. Yes. Um, but they, and like, they kind of just walk across the scene and then it kind of looks basically like the Gungans are losing. And yeah, that looks like it is. They're losing, but they're not really giving up yet. And the one goes like, Oh, we have to think of something. And then the battle droids are like, you need to surrender. And rider, like, rider. Um, I'm pretty sure I think it's Jar Jar. That's like, I surrender. <laughs> um, and then the scene quickly cuts to, um, they're inside like the palace. Is it called the palace? I'm sorry. I, I think remember. so. So it's Padme and Captain Panaka, and they're like there with some of their crew, but they're le- being led by battle droids. Like they themselves have been captured, so they be- are being led straight to the Viceroy. And I don't remember what the other person's name is. That's a second, I think. That's what I'm going to call them. Oh, the other nematode. <laughs> yeah. What are they really called? Something close. Nemo. Nemo. We're a great Nemo? podcast. This is great. This is. I got nematodes stuck in my head because of Doug. This is Newt Gunray, right? He's yeah. He's Trade Federation. But like, what is he? Nemoidian. So he's a Nemoidian. His little friend is also Not a nematode. But I've been calling him his second because I forgot his name. Mm. Um, He basically is like, your little insurrection's over. Like, it's time for you to sign the treaty. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. And then, like, there's kind of like a scuffle. And in the hallway, you see Queen Amidala is there with more of their crew and says, like, oh, your occupation has ended, and she shoots at him. So then the vice, Viceroy's there, and he's like, oh, this must be the decoy talking about Padme that's in front of him. So some of the battle droids go after the group, like, of Queen Amidala and, like, that crew, because they have a little divergent where they're going down a hallway. So mm-hmm. then they have battle droids going that way. Um, so that just leaves like the Viceroy, some of the battle droids, Padme, her people, um, they're all left in that room. So she like kind of sits down in the one chair and gets weapons out of like the armrest and she throws one at, um, Captain Panaka. And so they finally get all the battle droids, they pew, 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 pew. And all the battle droids are now down. Um, then they surround the Viceroy and his little friend, they jam the doors and they're like, huh. Never gonna talk about a new treaty, my friend. Except he's not their friend, but so then it cuts back. Obi Wan, Darth Maul, who's pacing. The shield is the only thing that stands between them. They kind of both relight like their lightsabers. So Obi Wan goes first, and then Darth Maul goes vroom vroom. Not that's not the sound the lightsaber makes, but we're here now. Did it vroom? <laughs> <laughs> Um, kind of zooms. And the second the shield is down, like Obi-Wan goes. So like they start fighting again. There's fancy footwork, my friends, fancy footwork. There's like, whoosh, all done. Darth Maul, all done by that actor. Don't forget that. Like that guy is awesome. And really like there's some, um, besides like a lot of fight scenes are very, very technical. Like when you hear from people that are in, um, the business of like, show business basically (laughs) (laughs) but like it's it's almost like they're they're choreographed scenes so like you see them with their footwork and you see them like hitting their lightsabers against each other like a real sword fight you know yeah Um, but then you also see like um obi-wan like is able to like push darth maul to the ground and then like flips over him and then 
Darth Maul does that thing where like people that are on the ground, like they fling their legs and then get themselves up. I have actually done that before. You would. I've done it in my dreams. Back in the day. I don't think I was ever able to do that. Younger and more limber. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's like there's more fancy footwork and some acrobatic moves. Darth Maul is able eventually to throw Obi-Wan basically down like the reactor shaft. Um, but there's something that's like coming out of the wall that Obi-Wan's able to hold on to. So he's holding on to it, but then Darth Maul kicks Obi-Wan's lightsaber down the shaft and you see it like just go tumbling. So it's almost like giving the viewers, like if he goes like that, do you see where that's going? Like that's, that's what you're going to be. Yeah. It's not good. Um, so then it cuts back. Now it's Anakin and R2. They're in their ship. They finally have power back. So they start shooting. (laughs) I said, start to shop at the battle droids. That's what I wrote. Shopping. Um, and they accidentally, but not in a bad way, um, shoot the main reactor. And so, like, the droid ship is now losing power, and it, like, cuts to them. And they're like, dude, we're losing power. And they're like, there's something happened to the main reactor shaft. And they're like, no, like, not main, re- main reactor shaft, but main reactor. They're like, no, like, that can't be, blah, blah, blah. No, but it is. So it's now losing power. <laughs> the whole ship is because of what Anakin did. An accident. So accidentally saved everyone's lives. Yeah. Thank you. And like the people, there's pilots obviously like, um, on like their side that are outside the battle droid, like control ship. Yeah. And they're like wondering, like it wasn't us. Like, I wonder who shot it. Like what happened? Like it's coming from inside. So like, that's interesting. Um, so Anakin is like having the time of his life. (laughs) Um, so he's able to get the ship out. Like, (laughs) just as um like it's about to like blow basically he's able to get the ship out the pilots are like super pleased with his work the second his like almost like the second he's out of um distance basically of the droid control ship the whole not the whole thing but basically it blows up so eventually the whole thing is going to blow up kind of thing um so they're pleased and so they're all like yeah we won kind of thing Woo-hoo. <laughs> um but then it cuts to they're in the battlefield again. And again, the, the Gungans are losing. Like, yeah, they're just, the light side is losing basically. Um, and so all of a sudden, like the droids just start shutting down and they're like, Oh, like they're basically like broken now kind of thing because the ship has been destroyed. So mm-hmm. then the Gungans are cheering because the battle is over and they've survived and basically have won now. So we're cutting back to Obi-Wan. So mm. Obi-Wan, Maul, staring at each other. He's still holding on for a dear life. So then he uses the force. He gets <laughs> Qui-Gon's lightsaber. Tell me about it. And then he whoosh, whoosh, jumps out of the shaft. That sounds filthy. <laughs> I cringed a little. My eyes are shut. I'm picturing this. Keep going. He jumps out of the reactor shaft to fight Darth Maul. Yes. And it's very quick. Yes. I, Obi-Wan is quick. He literally... I had to pause, rewind to make sure I saw what I saw, even though I knew it was going to happen. He literally cuts Darth Maul in half. Half sees. But he sends, so like the scene goes, <laughs> whoosh goes the lightsaber, right? And then the next thing you see is Darth Maul going into the reactor shaft. And then the two halves of him are tumbling separately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Darth Maul went the way of the reactor shaft, but don't worry, my friends, he's coming back. <laughs> Spoiler, sorry. Obi-Wan then runs over to Qui-Gon Jinn, who surprisingly is still alive. Um, but he tells him it's too late. And then he basically has Obi-Wan promise him to train Anakin. He's the chosen one. Um, and his last words are train him. 
and he dies in Obi-Wan's arms. Now oh. he's gone. Correct. Okay. Obi or Qui-Gon is gone, gone. Qui-Gon is gone, gone. Qui is gone. That's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. It's sad because we get such a B.A. Jedi that kind of like goes his own way against the council, Mm -hmm. does what he knows is right rather than what is rule following. Mm -hmm. And we get such a what we get two hours with him. So two hours you need. So I just finished reading. This is a little side note. I just finished reading Master and Apprentice and I was telling Tiffany, first of all, I wanted a nice palate cleanser of all. Like basically I was reading a lot of like love, not lovey dovey, but like kind of romancy ish like books that are fantasy books. And I was like, I just need something that's like not going to sway me either way. Like almost not an emotionless book, but kind of like I needed something that didn't really have a lot of, you don't need the love. Yeah. I just needed a nice, too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it very much can be. Um, and so I read Master and Apprentice, which I had bought when it came out three years ago, two years ago. It's been out for two years. Two years? Yeah, 2019. Almost to the day, because it came out April 16th. No way. That's what the internet told me. That's bananas. Um, and I tried to read it then, and I, like, it just didn't work out for me. Um, so I read it, and I was telling him, like, it, it was such a good book to read to see, like, his, the relationship between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and even you get parts of like Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon's um, own relationship with his uh, master who was Juku. And so like seeing how he was as a Padawan learner with his, like the, him being an apprentice to his master and then him being a master to his apprentice and that whole relationship. And it ended basically like right after this, this movie, like, tr- like in between, like the last couple of scenes, basically. Mm. Um, and it was nice to see like their relationship. It was nice to see how Qui-Gon like did. Like you read the book and you see what he's done. He goes against like the council and to the point where like Obi-Wan doesn't. And it kind of like creates a little bit of like a wedge. But by the end of it, like they come back together. Um, it's It was a very good read and I really enjoyed it. So what you're telling me is, is that I should go into my car, go underneath the front seat, <laughs> grab this book and actually read it. Uh, yes, you should read it, but read the other one I gave you first. Thanks. Thanks, but do whatever you want. You're just a slow reader. I need you to read the other one so we can talk about it. So you can know how uh, I feel about it. Uh, it's so, so long. <laughs> it's not the, that long. The words are pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> I read that book in 24 hours less than. Anyways, it was a very good book. So Master and Apprentice, I recommend it. I really liked it. Um, it's by Claudia Gray. She also wrote Lost Stars, which is the very first uh, stories book I ever read. That's a, such a good book. Also a good book. Yeah. I also liked in that one that you got to see, you didn't know this was going to turn into book hour, but I liked in Lost Stars that you are getting it from, because really a lot of things in history, you learn from whoever wrote its perspective. Mm. So oh. like... It's, <laughs> you know, it's tea. Well, yes. So, you know, there's this one song in Wicked where it's like a man's called a liberator or um, a dictator. Like, just depends on like who, what side he's on kind of thing. Right. Or who's telling the story. So like a lot of people, if they didn't know any better or like they just don't, like they see the Republic once like we're truly in the throes of it, they see them being like, well, that's our government. They're doing good things. Yeah, da, 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 da. And then there's the people that are like being super oppressed by them that are like, no, they're literally terrible and they're just awful. Um, So it's interesting to see like people grown up, like that's how this Lost Stars was. Um, 
That was just a very good book. Anyways, let's go back to the movie. <laughs> also, if you have any book recommendations that are Star Wars, let me know. I have a few on my shelf that have not been read yet that um, I plan on reading. But So now the next scene, there's a ship landing. Um, and like so it's kind of like the calm after the storm, right? So the ship lands, the Viceroy in his second. We looked him up. His name is Rune. <laughs> um so they're kind of standing right in front of um, the queen, Amidala. She's all in her, like, regalia garb. Garb. And she kind of tells them, like, good luck explaining this to the Senate. Like, that's where they're off to now. They have to, to face what they've done um, in front of the government. And then Captain Panaka steps up and he's like, yeah, you probably can kiss your trade federation goodbye. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, so then they, like, turn to leave. And it's not just, like, the Viceroy in a second, but it's Panaka's going with them. Um, and also Anakin and Obi-Wan seem to be going with them as well. They're probably all just going back to Coruscant. Is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I want to call it something else. Because that's how croissant. I... <laughs> croissant. Croissant. <laughs> They're going back to croissant. croissant. And um, as they're walking... You see Palpatine coming down with like a bunch of people and he walks Such towards trash. It's he's literally the I worst. hate him so much. Literally the worst. So he stops in front of Obi-Wan and Anakin and he says to basically Obi-Wan first, he's like, We're indebted to you. And I was like, it's interesting that you never say thank you. Cause you know. I tried to have you killed, but it's you know, yes. neither here nor there. Yeah. And then he says to Anakin. We will watch your career with great interest. I'm sure you will. And that's exactly what I wrote. Did you really? <laughs> yes, I said, yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Um, because I think Intrigue. that like he also probably feels like how, feels the force around him. You know what I mean? Like Anakin. So he's probably thinking like, Ooh, I mean, he's a got to su- keep my eye on you, young sir. He's a super uber Sith. So why would he, you know, well, why wouldn't he feel that too? Right now he's like the only one left. Allegedly. Allegedly. So then Palpatine goes to talk she to Amidala. She congratulates him on being elected the Supreme Chancellor. 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 And he congratulates her on uh, saying saving their people and he says together we shall bring peace and prosperity to the republic and i said okay like let's talk about this for a second sure so like but do they technically because like his granddaughter and her grandson like bring balance to the force right isn't that like the whole prophecy thing like they're ending it years later we're like you know yeah, I know. Do do they bring? Are they going to bring peace and prosperity to the republic? Because let's be honest, the whole thing is going to be in shambles after book nine or movie nine, right? Because like that's what happens. Like you never really see nine. Yeah, mm. do you know what I'm saying? So like, when you have these things, yeah. or you read books where like a massive thing happens and like they all go to war and then it ends, and you never really see like the after effect. You don't see like the trauma that all of this is going to have people go through. Like you're going to, you know, it's, it's a traumatic thing to go through. You're not going to see like all of the places like that. The Republic was like sending resources to, right? So like how do they, are they going to bring peace and peace and prosperity to the Republic? Like who's going to set up that government at the end? And like, there's a lot of planets, you know what I mean? Yeah. These are things I think about. These are things that keep me up at night. This is why I don't sleep. This which is, is why I don't sleep. This is why I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, what are your thoughts and peppers and opinions? You know, I, it's it's an interesting thing yeah. to think. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's never... I mean, there might be like time periods where things are like going swimmingly. 
Yeah. But as far as like bringing like complete peace and prosperity, like I don't think so. Everybody's there's always something underlying, but then isn't there always like there's the balance? So there is always going to be the baddies. Yeah. Yes. You know. But like I think I I think I think that's just life because in life. You yeah. you can't have ups without downs. You don't have downs without ups. Um, and and you gotta gotta get up to get down. <laughs> can't stand you. <laughs> um, I I don't. You don't even know where to go from I don't here. Even know. <laughs> it's just things I think about. Like, do they technically do this, or is that just me p- grasping at straws because their grandkids? Smooched? I feel like they don't technically do this, but that's not. I mean. I don't know. I need more information. I need to study this a little more. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of prophecies. So like in Master and Apprentice, like that's a big thing. Um, and I, it, they kind of, they kind of um, say without saying that like people studying prophecies like this much, because that's what Dooku was doing. Um, he, it, it was like, he was interested and then, uh, then he like wasn't. And then, Obi or Qui-Gon was interested and that got him more interested again. Yeah. Um, and then we know that it leads to the dark side right. for him. Right. Um, but he's still like throughout the whole thing, like there are prophecies and like there's people like Obi or Yoda's like, no, like we, those are just things like da 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 da. And then it turns out like, no, they're pretty much true. Yeah. yeah. Who's making the prophecies? They were saying like they were made 10,000 years ago by like other Jedis that just happened to like. I see. I want to know about those guys. Um, Cause he himself. So like you just got to read the book. Cause there's like this part where like then he well, was Well, you told dreams. me I can't read it yet. I mean, do you have to do what I do? No. <laughs> so now Obi-Wan, it cuts to the scene where Obi-Wan is talking to Yoda. He's now a Jedi Knight, but Yoda doesn't think that he should train Anakin. Um, and y'all, I have to say. Mm. I don't know how much it, this is like mistakes I, have been made. I feel like controversial because let's go. Even after reading the book, I was like, God, Yoda, I'm like, mm. I don't know how I feel about you. Me neither. <sighs> like, I feel like the media portrays him as like, it's Yoda. We love him. He's so great. He's so like Jedi's are on the good. Not that he's not a good guy. He's not that, but when it comes to child development, the council made some, grave mistakes literally yeah yeah because whatever i think i said this last time whatever the people surrounding children whatever those people tell them what they are that's what that that child will believe they are actually to be Mm -hmm. whether or not that's true or not so you're afraid you miss your mom you're cold (laughs) whatever (laughs) You got attachments. I sense much like fear and anger. That leads to the dark side. Well, guess what he became? Yeah. Well, I'm like two. I, I I hate when people are like, you shouldn't be afraid. That's a right normal human emotion. You should be afraid. Uh, there's tons of things to be afraid there's of, but don't let that health, stop you. Health, health, a healthy amount of fear. Yes. Like. I would be, if I was in his shoes, I would be afraid. Like that's You're terrifying from everything you knew. Plus you lived your whole and, young life as a slave. And realistically, like, you know, I know how like they take children. Um, and that sounds terrible. If you think about it, they take children from their homes. They like the one guy in the book 
was five. And they're like, he was one of the oldest ones. Like you're taking children. Obi-Wan was taken from his family when he was like three. Like that's so traumatic. You don't think that's going to mess them up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are going to be like, she hates Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. I just have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. Because then they're talking about, like, they, they don't want people to love and all of these things. And it's pointed out, actually, in a mantra, Master and Apprentice, they're like, we might not have that familial love because they don't have, like, they weren't raised with their parents. But, like, you have love, you have, like, love with your friends. You love mm-hmm. your, like, your, for la- like, your masters and all of these things, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, those are attachments. You see people, like, do things for the people that they're working for, their friends, their master apprentice, whatever fellow Jedi's right. Mm-hmm. Like what's the difference? Anyways, come at me if you have different feelings, I guess. So me, Yoda basically is like, you know, he might very well be the chosen one. I don't know, but there is danger in training him. And it, it, to me, like in that sense, and I feel like this is very much like a tropish thing or like a theme. And a lot of these fantastical books mm. and movies and such things are like, this person has a gift. Um, and there's always going to be someone that's like, don't train them, don't train them. If they don't know how to use it, if they don't, whatever, then they're never, it's not, not going to be an issue. And then it turns into a bigger issue because they weren't trained or they go and if someone else trains them and be like, look at me now, like, look at what I can do. And then yeah. that person suffers. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's no Because good. let me tell you, a lot of people are going to die because of uh, Anakin. And we know this, right? Yep. We do. So... And this is something I loved about Obi-Wan, especially after reading this book, because um, he, there was one, like one big thing in their relationship being master and apprentice of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan is like Qui-Gon always did what he felt was right. And that didn't necessarily mean if he was doing it, he might've been going against the council. Right. Or asking too many questions and doing too many things that like the council didn't like. Mm-hmm. Or Obi-Wan was like a very much a rule follower. Mm-hmm. What they say goes like, I'm going to follow this. Um, and Obi-Wan's like, you know what? I gave my word to Qui-Gon and he's like, I'm going to train Anakin, whether the council agrees or not. Like, I don't care. I'm taking a leaf Um, out of his master's book. And Yoda basically too is like, wow, like I can see, uh, some of your masters, um, like, I forget what word he used, but like basically because Qui-Gon was always like questioning things, like he's now seeing that and, Obi-Wan and he doesn't like that. Too bad. He doesn't like being questioned. Too bad. Red flag. So Yoda then tells him, well, the council agrees with you. Anakin will be his apprentice. So Anakin Skywalker. So basically it's Yoda and Mace Windu that have beef with this. Well, and you know what though? So when Obi-Wan or gosh, I keep calling him Obi-Wan. When Qui-Gon was asked to be part of the Jedi council, he like was talking to Yoda about something and he said like, yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of surprised. He's like, well, I didn't vote. He's like, I voted against you. And he was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, hmm, 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 There's a lot of beef happening. Yeah, I just don't, ugh. It's just interesting because, like, when, when, when you see things like that, you don't, you don't want a council of all like-minded people. You want people mm-hmm. To, to come together like that to me is like, that's almost the whole point is like, you can't all agree that like a is the best route. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want people that are going to look at things from all different perspectives and each person or each in this aspect of like being in space, 
<laughs> species, anybody that's going to come up and be part of the council should all have their own perspective way of thinking. They, their own, like, well, maybe let's look at it this From way so they can actually places. have a good conversation yeah. and maybe come up with the best plan, which might not be going route A. It might be doing something completely different. Um, and I think that's something that Qui-Gon does really well is he thinks for himself, but he also listens to the force, which at the rudiment of, of what a Jedi is like, that's what they're trying to do is listen to the force yes, and, and to do what's right. Um, and there was like a really good saying. I wonder if I can find it in the book. Maybe that, there was much fear within the council, which is why they were so afraid of Anakin, which clouded their judgment. Well, and were they, were IJS. they, I mean, I could see that. Were they afraid or were they, you know, did they see their own deaths or did they see that like, he's going to be more powerful. Therefore they're a little jealous. Um, but mm. Qui-Gon had said to his one Jedi friend, he goes, um, shoot, I got to find it. He says, we don't choose the light because we want to win. We choose it because it is the light. And I'm like, yes, it's so good because, uh, it's just, a, it was a good read. I like Qui-Gon basic is what I'm saying. Favorite Jedi. You should question everything. Favorite Jedi. Um, yeah, he might be mine too. Hey, I'll share. You know my favorite. My favorite person is Han, because um, I see myself as him. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so then the scene um, cuts to Qui Gon's funeral. There's many in attendance that we like can see, like obviously Padme, uh, Palpatine, Anakin, a bunch of Jedi. I you bet know. Palpatine is like dancing on the inside. Well, so let's talk about it. So then it cuts to Mace Windu is talking to um, Yoda. And he says that there's no doubt that that mysterious warrior was a Sith Lord, right? Oh, really? The Sith have been gone for a millennium. <laughs> and, you know, they're just arrogant. And, like, that's a thing that Jedis need not be because that's what leads to downfall Amen. is arrogance. Amen. Look at Voldemort. Arrogant. Whoa. Look at Palpatine. Arrogant. Arrogant. And let's talk about that. He outlives all of them. Everyone there, he outlives. Well, what is living? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mere strings attached to him. I got no strings to hold me down. <laughs> so Yoda says, always two there are, no more, no less. Mm. He's talking about a master and apprentice. So like there's the whole rule of two. Rule of two, yes. Um hmm. So interesting. Let's gonna come back. So then Mace Windu kind of wonders out loud, like, hmm, I went to I wonder which one was destroyed. Talking about Darth Maul <laughs> being cut in two down the reactor shaft. Sorry, that's really not that funny. <laughs> so he says, like, the master or the apprentice. And then the scene cuts to show the others that are standing by the pyre, which that's where the body is burning, if you don't know. Yeah. And it shows Palpatine's face. So, like, he's, like, the very first, because it's cut, and it's, uh, you know, his is in the right hand, like, the whole right hand of the side. Um, Screen. Screen, and then, like, Padme's next to him, all these stuff. So, like, yeah. hmm, hmm, subtle clues as to who, who that man might be. Yeesh. So then the next scene is, um, it seems to be, like, this great procession. I almost said possession. <laughs> procession in Naboo. There's a lot of people celebrating it. It almost kind of looks like a parade. Yeah. Um, and it's um, Jar Jar Binks and Big Boss Ass. <laughs> <laughs> So they're, they're coming towards um, like these steps and it seems like at, uh, at least you see Yoda. It looks like the Jedi council's there, but mm -hmm. I didn't count everyone. If I'm being honest, um, Queen Amidala obviously is there in her whole garb. Um, the Supreme chancellor 
is there. They're all kind of waiting Supreme. on the steps. Anakin's there. He's standing next to Obi-Wan and he's sporting a new haircut. R2's there. Boss Nass and Jar Jar kind of like in the procession. They climb up the stairs. Queen Amidala gives Boss Nass the globe of peace. And I looked this up because I was like, oh, what did she hand him? The globe of peace. The globe of peace. <laughs> and he holds it up and he says, peace. And then everyone's cheering. Peace be with you. <laughs> I've got a piece of meat to my peaceful eye. <laughs> so I Googled, I went to the good old Google and I said, what's she, ah, what's she giving him? And it's cool. called the globe of peace, allegedly. And it was a relic of the Naboo people. It resembled a small sphere, which glowed with an iridescent light and symbolized the years of peace that reigned on the planet as a gesture of good faith and continued relations with the Gungan people. Queen Padme Amidala presented the globe to boss Regor Nas. Rugor? Rugor Nas. You know what? That's really nice. That's a huge step in yeah. uh, the relationship between um, the Gungans and the people of Naboo. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. I like that under... If you ever have been on like a, a Wikipedia page that's like a fandom one, and underneath it's got like... Or on the side it has like information about it <laughs> it's like physical and technical specifications shape spherical color white it's although in the picture white. it it's looks like purple, purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh what yeah. are colors anyway and so i said to tiffany yeah i obviously talked about this book way more than i thought it was going to but i was telling her so i i wanted to read this book i wanted to get it's gonna be a, book a palette podcast. cleanser um and i'm like and of course and i this d- literally means nothing because I cry at everything. Well, yeah. And I think that I, <laughs> I've read 18 books this year, and I want to say more than half I've cried reading. So there's that. Um, but it like the last, so it kind of goes through like this one snippet of time for them, and it it talks about like their relationship being apprentice and master to each other, um, and it also goes into how. Um, a little bit into Qui-Gon's relationship with his master when he was the apprentice. And then the very last like snippet, cause it's got like, it's got chapters and then it'll have like before sections where like it goes back to when he was an apprentice with Dooku. And the very last thing is after. So, um, and this made me cry. I was getting so emotional because like they, from, from how they felt that they, they didn't have what they seemed to be like, an, uh, uh, the master and apprentice relationship that everyone else had had. Um, mm. because they didn't really like understand each other too well yeah. and like a little bit of opposites and all of these things. And now, cause he's only like 25, I think I, the internet told me when at the start of this movie, um, him being Obi-Wan. I was like, who you, and, <laughs> I was thinking who you and McGregor. <laughs> um, and cause, oh, oh you clicked the wrong one. I did. Um, he's allegedly 35 in episode three, <laughs> but it's, it's hard when you 25. Watch, yeah. It's hard when you watch movies like this because you're so, especially when, when something with star Wars, it started out as a movie. So you're mm-hmm. constantly going to see these characters as the people that portrayed them. So like when you first see Obi-Wan in episode four, he's old looking, right? Like, yes. 70s 80s old looking yes um and real like according to the internet he's like like 45 50 some years old right so he's not that old and then they were saying like because of these the internet was like because he used all the force to cloak himself yeah whatever he aged but um even with this first movie episode one we have ewan mcgregor Mm -hmm. um who i don't to be honest with you don't know how old ewan mcgregor was 
um, when he played Obi-Wan, but like he doesn't, I don't know. He doesn't really, he looked older than 25 to me. I, I don't know. That just might be me. But so yeah. they've only, they've been a, like, I think since he was 13. So that's what, 12 years of, of being together all the time, basically. And now suddenly Qui-Gon, who he, I think is in like his fifties, maybe, or close around there is when he, um, dies. Yeah. And you know, um, it's just sad. Um, so like it kind of goes, it talks about like it's after he's dead. So it's and before his funeral. Um, and I remember when I like flipped through this book while I was reading it and I was like, Oh, I'm like, this is weird that like, cause this book starts when Obi-Wan, he's 17 at this time. And I was like, but Queen Amidala, like she has nothing to do with this. Cause like, first of all, it's not the same planet and like all this other stuff. And I would just seen her name like pop up. Um, and so it's just kind of like, Obi-Wan thinking about like his time with Qui-Gon and he's like, he, she, she's like, you know, it's time to go. And he's like, I just need like one more minute. So he just wants like one more, um, Oh, like moment with his master before he's really gone for good. Um, mm-hmm. and he's kind of thinking like, Oh God. Oh, so he's 60 when he died. According to the, he internet. looks real good for 60. I mean, he's a good looking man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, he, he's just kind of thinking like about the, the, this book in and of itself is like kind of like a turning point in their relationship and what they've only had seven years, right? I think that's seven years, seven years after this of like time together of like being master and apprentice. And, um, it's just, uh, it's still sad. He's like, you know, thinking like that that's the first Jedi killed by a Sith in a thousand years. The fate should never have fallen to anyone, but if it had to happen, why didn't it happen to me instead of you? Oh. It's kind of like what he's thinking. Um, and he's thinking like how they didn't get along for the first few years of their apprenticeship. And then he remembered um, just all, like all this stuff that they went through. And he goes, and yet this is later on in this chapter. He's like, maybe this is as the force wills it. If Anakin is the chosen one and he keeps his promise to free the slaves, it will fulfill all of Qui-Gon's hopes. Because in this book, there are slaves where um, he's like obviously appalled by it. And he's like, we need to do something. Um, and like as much as like he doesn't necessarily, because we see this in, in episode one where he's like, they, the, the council might be right. Like we should probably listen to them. And Qui-Gon's like, nope, which is not the first time. <laughs> And then he's thinking like for Obi-Wan to take a Padawan after being a Jedi Knight for a few hours was unprecedented, surely, possibly also unwise. But Obi-Wan had promised it was the last thing he'd ever said to Qui-Gon, so it had to be true. I will train him, Master, he said, bowing his head low until it almost touched Qui-Gon's still hand. I will do everything for him that you would have done. Qui-Gon had faith that Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one. Obi-Wan would have to find faith in it, too. Looking at Qui-Gon's face for the last time, Obi-Wan whispered, I choose to believe. And I'm like, reading it, when I read this, I was like, oh my God, it's like so emotional. My heart. But anyways, it's a good book. Also, I'm semi-glad this movie's over. Yeah. I'm ready to talk about the next one. So let's just do a little recap, shall we? How long have you been talking? Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry, I talked for a long time. I get fired up about no, books. No, we, well. Yeah. And it's fresh in my mind. And we, you know, get fired up about the, the Jedi Council, so. Yeah, there's a lot of things to say about it. 
So just recapping the some of the major events from this movie. So it starts out and kind of to put it in everybody's heads, this is 32 years before A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So they went back 32 years before everybody like was first introduced to Star Wars with episode four. So there's a trade dispute, right? The Trade Federation um, and the outlying systems of the Galactic Republic led to a blockade of the small planet of Naboo. It's a trap! (laughs) Right? Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon lured into a trap, but they crushed battle droids. And, you know, it's just great because... It starts out with you just seeing, like, how powerful these two guys are, right? Really cool. Okay. Unknown to them, the Trade Federation is in cahoots. (laughs) I like that word. With the mysterious Darth Sidious, the Dark Lord of the Sith. I just... I'm not into it when people are like, it's the Dark Lord. Like, I think because I'm so ingrained in Harry Potter that I'm like, please don't call them that. The Dark like, Lord's is there a new Lord. name for them? Like, they're all Dark Lords, apparently. Do they go to Dark Lord meetings? Every month. <laughs> it's the Dark Lord meeting. Sorry, honey. Gotta go to my meeting. Dark, the Dark Lords are coming up. Dark Lords and the ladies. <laughs> Gotta bring my flashlight. Get it? Because they're all I'm over lords. you. <laughs> Anyways, the, so Darth Sidious is <laughs> secretly ordering around... Uh, Newt Gunray to invade Naboo, kill two Jedis upon their arrival. It'll be great, they said. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> so on the planet's surface, Qui-Gon saves a native outcast, Jar Jar Binks, from being crushed by the Trade Federation's MTT. Jar Jar Binks shows the Jedis the way to an underwater Gungan settlement. Meanwhile, the Trade Federation occupies Theed, the capital of Naboo. They capture the queen along with the rest of the government. So the Jedi and Binks, you know, they're at Theed. They rescue the queen. They depart for Coruscant and the Galactic Republic's capital planet. If you didn't know, there you are. They ask for help from the Senate. And, you know, let's stop this Trade Federation. They don't yet. um and then we meet r2d2 i love i just had to take a moment out to talk about him because he's great (laughs) that's my favorite droid so due to the damage on the ship's hyperdrive sustained in the attack that they were involved in the jedi decide to land on a nearby planet of tatooine it's sandy and coarse and it gets everywhere Oh, my God. Well, no, I lied. We didn't start. You didn't even say anything. So you lied in your own head. (laughs) I was thinking, like, oh, we kind of, like, started and ended, like, the whole thing, like, on Tatooine. But that's not true. No, it's definitely not true. (laughs) (laughs) So you did, in fact, lie. Yes, I did. (laughs) So instead of going to Coruscant, they're going to stop in Tatooine. So while they're searching for this new hyperdrive generator, doesn't this feel like a million years ago, by the way? Yeah, it also feels like... It's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a very long movie. Um, they befriend a young Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. who is a slave boy whose master is Watto, a Toydarian junk dealer. <laughs> I'm going to pause there. And then Watto, you know, 
he's got the parts they need, but Qui-Gon has no money. And he uses fancy mind tricks to be like, just yeah, give it to me. Your, your <laughs> Jedi mind tricks and your Republican credits can suck it because they don't work here, right? Worthless. So Qui-Gon senses a strong presence of the Force in Anakin, feels like he might be the chosen one to fulfill the prophecy by bringing balance to the Force. Um, let's do a pod race to get some money. <laughs> so Qui-Gon orchestrates a gamble in which the boy, only the boy, not his mom, will be released from slavery while also acquiring the parts needed for their ship. Night before the race, Qui-Gon does a blood test on Anakin, and he discovers that the boy's midichlorian count is off the charts. <laughs> Higher than you, Yoda. Sorry. Maybe that's why he's jealous. Maybe that's why Yoda's being a little green monster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a monster, to be fair, we do enjoy Yoda, but yeah, not yes. at this moment in time. Okay, anyways, Anakin wins the race and joins the team as they prepare to leave for Coruscant, where Qui-Gon plans to seek permission from the Jedi High Council to train Anakin to be a Jedi. Meanwhile, Darth Sidious sends his apprentice, Darth Maul, double Darths, to kill the two Jedi and capture two the queen. Two darts, one side. Oh? <laughs> oh? I'm going to move on. Hold on. I want to talk about something for two shakes of a lamb's tail. Sure. So I was thinking about the fact that like the, the, the Yoda that I do like is the Yoda that we originally see. Not to say that they're different, but. Well, people change over time. Correct. So like and with he's him, lived a long life. I like, I like him when he's training Luke. Luke. Yeah. Because it's like funny kind of. The you know seagull what I mean? He's just song? like, Anybody? he's just, you know. He's, he seems very different to the Yoda that we're seeing now. More open and lighthearted? A little bit. Well, maybe he's stressed out right now, Sasa. Well, maybe we have judged too soon. I mean, I don't. I just don't want people to think that we don't like him. Yeah. That's all. We do. All right. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, okay. So Maul appears just as the group is leaving Tatooine. Duels with Qui-Gon. The fight's cut short because Qui-Gon managed to Jedi hop back into the Naboo Royal Starship and it takes off. On Coruscant, Qui-Gon informs the Jedi Council that the mysterious attacker he encountered on Tatooine, you know, it's probably the Sith, right? Because, you know, he was obviously mastered in the Jedi arts. The Council's like, no. They think because they... We would have think they sensed everything. it, right? Would you have though? <laughs> um, yeah, so Qui-Gon's like, I also have this kid with me. His midichlorian count is bananas. Um, I want to train him. And they're all like, no, there's a lot of fear in this kid. His future is clouded. And I said, AKA, they screw up. Senator Palpatine. So many names. Dark Lord. Yeah, it's just super confusing. Darth Sidious. All these people are Supreme the Chancellor, which Supreme also makes me Chancellor. Think, like in my head, I'm so used to hearing Bill Weasley being like, the Supreme Leader. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, Bill Weasley? Yeah, Donald Gleason, if you don't know, is the actor that plays both. There you go. Hux and Bill. So Senator Palpatine meets with Queen Amidala to warn of the corruption in the Senate and advises that she, you know, might have to call for a vote of no confidence in 
The then Supreme Chancellor Valorum, the queen later announces to Palpatine that she's going to return to her home planet to help with the invasion of the people, of her people. And she's frustrated by the Senate's deliberation and lack of action and feels like even if Palpatine was elected chancellor, it'd be too late. People would be dead. She's probably not wrong. The Jedi Council sends two Jedi to accompany the Queen to Naboo. Guess who? Because, you know, there's, there's Sith going on. So Amidala, back on Naboo, attempts to locate the Gungans. But Jar Jar, after searching the city, um, informs them that it's been abandoned and they're probably in their secret sacred place, right? And so they go there. The Gungans are like, no, we don't like you until the quote-unquote handmaiden... Padme is like, no, I'm the queen. And then she humbly begs for their help. She gets down on her knees and literally begs. And they negotiate. Boss Nass is like, you so don't think you're better than me? We so friends. I don't know what he says exactly, but I think he says something like that. And so now we're going to fight, right? We're going to be in battle against the trade federations. Nope, not federations. Federation. <laughs> One federation. One federation. So there's droids. They're marching through um, a field, and then they go through this shield that the Grand Gungan army sets up. Soon um, they destroy the shield generator, and these tanks are causing heavy casualties on the Gungans, and it seems like they're going to lose. So little known fact. Just kidding. We covered it. Already in this episode. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. Woo-woo! R2-D2. <laughs> Go to save the day, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to say yes? Uh-huh. They do. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They saved the day. <laughs> it makes me think of, like, is that how the Death Star gets blown up, too? Like, do they always just get, like, a reactor shaft, and that's how they get you? A lot of people Stop are making reactor shafts. reactor shafts. Like, stop getting things that can blow up. Get someone else to make your Death Star, right? Your, your planet killer. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, Anakin Skywalker accidentally takes out the control of the Starfighter and goes to the Federation's droid control ship from the inside and destroys it. <laughs> yep. Amidala and her force are on their way back into the Royal Palace to capture Newt Gunray, the Nemoidian, not a nematode. And at that time, in a Theed hangar bay, Darth Maul engages in combat with two Jedi, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, using his double-bladed lightsaber. Say that ten times fast. Double-bladed lightsaber, double-bladed lightsaber. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of? The bubble-blowing baby. What? <laughs> Bubble the <laughs> from the SpongeBob movie. Don't think we don't know how to weed them out. All right. Um, if you think about it, three go in, only one comes out. Triumphant yet sad because his master is dead. <laughs> That's not funny. I'm As not you're laughing it. about, I'm it. laughing at me being me. <laughs> you are you. So the battle moves from the hangar across a series of catwalks. On the catwalk, yeah. To the feed (laughs) generator (laughs) complex. You're welcome. 
During the fight, Obi-Wan is separated from his master, and after a lengthy duel, Maul suddenly stuns Qui-Gon by hitting him in the chin with his lightsaber handle, and then rams the blade directly into Qui-Gon's chest, mortally wounding him. Never mind. I'm going to look it up. Because I was thinking, because they were talking about these other crystals, and this has made me think of the shields that were in between, like, mm-hmm. that the, made Obi-Wan stop uh, and all that stuff. Because they kind of glowed, like, a little bit of a g- orange, and you learn about these things called colon crystals. Um, colon crystals? I think that it's, like, K- K-O-H-L-E-N, and they look identical to kyber crystals, um, but they're not as... the shields are made from those? I don't know. It just made me think of that. I'm like, oh, I wonder, like... Because the lightsabers wouldn't pierce them. That's why I was wondering about them. Um, Because in the book, they had shields that could be pierced by crystal, like, or by the lightsabers and... Okay, I got you. Um, So Qui-Gon's almost gone. Devastated, Obi-Wan redoubles his assault on Maul, chops his lightsaber in half. Obi-Wan saves himself from falling. He managed to grab onto a pipe that was coming out of the wall of the reactor shaft. Maul kicks his lightsaber into the pit and prepares to finish him off. But Obi-Wan calms himself. He uses the force. He leaps out of the shaft over Maul's head while summoning uh, Qui-Gon's lightsaber in his hand. He lands behind this very surprised Maul and chops him in half. And both parts fall down the reactor shaft. Obi-Wan reaches for Qui-Gon moments before he dies, and Qui-Gon's like, yo, train him. So let me talk about the fact that for a long time, because I, again, said at the beginning of this whole podcast thing that, like, I didn't really watch, like, the first couple of episodes, like, one, two, and three that much, because my family didn't like to watch them, right? Um, I had always, when you would talk about, like, oh, he gets thrown down the reactor shaft, I always remembered him being killed by um, whoever, right, later on. And that's what I thought you were talking about and not this specific scene because I didn't remember it. Mm. Um, and now I'm like, oh, my God, it is a reactor shaft because I was like, what is he falling down? And I was like, oh, my God, he falls down the reactor shaft. Every time we say that, I think of the new Lego Christmas special on Disney Plus that was released in 2020. And Palpatine's talking to Vader and he and they're talking about the future with Kylo, and he's like says something about throwing him down the reactor shaft, and Vader's like, "No, no, I don't." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Qui Gon is telling Obi Wan to train Anakin. He's the chosen one. Obi Wan gives his word that he will. Uh, Palpatine's now Chancellor. Hooray! Um. He arrives to congratulate Queen Amidala on her victory. Newt Gunray is sent to stand trial for his crimes. Yoda um, confers upon Obi-Wan the rank of Jedi Knight. So Obi-Wan is now a Jedi. And he argues with Yoda about his promise to Qui-Gon regarding Anakin's training. Yoda is all like, no, it's dangerous, but... Um, Obi- Obi-Wan's like, that's too bad. I'm doing it anyway. And so now Anakin is Obi-Wan's apprentice. 
And in the temple in Thede, Qui-Gon's body is cremated, and Mace Windu um, and Yoda agree that the Sith are definitely to blame for the tragedy. Ooh, but they've been gone. Just kidding. I can never let that go. As there are only ever two Sith at any given time, a master and apprentice, both of them believe that one still remains. And um, the Naboo people and the Gungans organize a great victory celebration on the streets of Thede. In front of the palace, Obi-Wan and Anakin are present and the young and um, Anakin is now wearing formal Jedi attire and his hair is in a special braid, which is the mark of a Jedi Padawan. Why don't we have braids? I don't know. We're Padawans. I have a braid. I don't. I really, I don't have a braid. I was just saying that. They so don't you're need to lying know. two times on the episode. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> um, and Queen Amidala presents a gift of appreciation and friendship to Bosnas and the Gungan people. And scene. So I think that what we should do at the yeah. end of every film, film is rate it and give it out of what? Well, I'm thinking like what is droid wise you love r2 i love bb8 right what are the middle droids (laughs) no what i'm thinking thinking is like how many r2s would you give this movie do you want to out of of how many r2s is it is it out of 10 r2s or five r2s what would you what would you rather do five or ten oh let's do ten it gives me more room okay uh Mm, I'm going to give this seven r2s oh i'm gonna i'm so she does r2s i'm going to do bb8s because if you don't know me, <laughs> you know that I have a little bit of a love for him. I'm going to give him six. Okay. Six BB-8s. Like, what's, what's, like, one big thing that stands out to you in this film? The council. Yeah. Setting, setting him up for failure. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm not sorry. That's literally what they're doing. I almost wish that we could, like, talk to someone and, uh, that had seen this back when it came out and, like, how they felt, like... And maybe mm. even like someone older that had seen all of the. Why original don't we movies. ask like, your dad? I know, I was thinking, <laughs> but like I wonder like what they were thinking about. Like, did they suspect it was Palpatine? Like, did did they think anything like they like or who were they wondering? Oh like, yeah, who is Sidious? Like, who is that guy? And like, because we watching this know exactly what's going to happen because we've seen the movies. Um, but it'd be interesting to hear from someone's perspective that like. Cause I don't remember seeing it for the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and yeah. I think by the time I saw it, like I knew who he was. I don't know. Anyways, it'd just be interesting to get someone else's perspective on it. But yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to change my answer to a 6.5. Um, BB eights. <laughs> okay. So 6.5 BB eights, seven R2D twos. Yes. Tell us so what does you that would rank 13. it. 13.5 total out of 20. Could be worse. You're not wrong. It <laughs> could be worse. So if you would like to send us an email to tell us what you would rate this, <laughs> first of all, tell me whether it's BB-8s or R2-D2s, um, or send us emails for our discussion episodes. You can find us at the Padawan Transmissions at gmail.com, and you can also find us on Instagram at the Padawan Transmissions, and we are also on Twitter at TPT underscore 327. Sasa is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's and I am on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore flick. So be more Vader. Are you ready? I'm never ready, but always ready. So it's a picture of bad Anakin. He's red. I assume this is from episode three. Quote, I am more powerful than the chancellor. 
I can overthrow him, and together you and I can rule the galaxy. And he's talking to Padme. Look at it. Mm. Pretty evil, right? So we're still on the starting out chapter. This is called Shoot for the Stars. Dream big! Sorry if I blasted your ears. You're at the start of your brilliant career, and the whole galaxy is literally yours for the taking. Be suspicious of anyone attempting to hold you back, even if they are your one true love. Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't let them sidetrack you with their lectures on right and wrong, pester you about family obligations, (laughs) or criticize your ruthless streak. People who claim you have changed are simply intimidated by your meteoric rise to greatness. Beautiful. Thank you. I did a lot of air quotes that you yeah, as a no listener. No one but me gets to see that loveliness. See. <laughs> um, so we are going to end with um, a quote that our lovely friend Brandon sent. And I think he also likes to hurt us a little bit because it's Jar Jar. So I have to say it like he says it. (laughs) Um, But so this is from, this is what it is. Say it right. Here's the quote. Monsters out there leaking in here. We saw all sinking and no power. When are you thinking we are in trouble? (laughs) Thank you, Brandon. (laughs) Um, And thanks. Thank you everyone for listening. You know, we appreciate it. Thank you. Tell us your droid rating of uh, this movie. Bye. (laughs) Keep on rolling. (laughs) He doesn't, though. Does he? No. Darth Maul? How do you get cut in half and not die? With the force or something. I don't really understand. (laughs) Well, he's a multiple things. Sometimes I wake up and I ask him, are you a Duke or are you a bear today? Sometimes he's a bear. All right. Look at him.